I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. New information is being released by the January 6th committee, which seems to indicate that Mark Meadows was involved in burning critical documents in the White House fireplace, that Mark Meadows was showing these critical records to individuals in the private sector, that Devin Nunes, who was the minority member on the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, was was shuttling classified records into the White House leading up to the January 6th insurrection and more dastardly findings. This comes from a new batch of deposition transcripts released by the January 6th committee, including this deposition from Cassidy Hutchinson from May 17th of 2022. So let me just read for you some of the responses that Cassidy Hutchinson gave. So Cassidy Hutchinson is asked by Liz Chase, did you ever see Mr. Meadows burn documents in his fireplace at the White House? And Ms. Hutchinson responds, so the Presidential Records Act only asks that you keep the original copy of a document. So yes. However, I don't know if they were the first or original copies of anything. It's entirely possible that he had put things in his fireplace that he also would have put into a burn bag that there were duplicates of or that there was an electronic copy copy of. So she's somewhat speculating of the reasons why, but what this also shows is that the White House was acutely aware of responsibilities under the Presidential Records Act. So when we link that to the fact that Donald Trump stole tens of thousands of government records, including the most top secret, highest level of sensitivity classified records that our government has, it also shows you the intent and complicity of both Mark Meadows and Donald Trump. Um, then Cassidy Cassidy Hutchinson goes on to answer the next question. Miss Cheney clarifies. She just goes, did you see Mr. Meadows put documents in his fireplace? And Hutchinson responds, yes, ma'am. And then Cheney asks, and do you know what the documents were? And Hutchinson responds, I don't know. Cheney says, how frequently did you see him do this? And Hutchinson responds, I mean, it's hard. I want to say once a week or twice. It's, I can recall specific times that I did, maybe a dozen, maybe just over a dozen, but this is over a period December 2020 through mid-January 2021 too, which is when we started lighting the fireplace. Question from Ms. Cheney. And you said you could recall specific times, Ms. Hutchinson. I could just, I remember thinking back, like it wasn't like I saw him do it daily. I don't remember if there were two weeks, maybe that one time had passed where he hadn't, or I hadn't seen him do it, but roughly a dozen times. I remember seeing him and it was when we would have the GSA general services, administrative staff come light at first thing in the morning. And then they had logs next to his fireplace and his closet too. So throughout the day, he would put more logs on the fireplace to keep it burning throughout the day. And I recall roughly a dozen times where he would take the, I don't know the formal name for what it's called that covers the fireplace, but take that off and then throw a few more pieces of paper in with it when he put more logs on the fireplace. Cheney. And could you see him do it from your desk? Answer from Hutchinson. I was in the office with him. I couldn't see the fireplace from my desk. Cheney, did he explain what he was doing? Hutchinson, I never asked. Cheney, do you recall time frames? So were these after particular meetings or specific issues or documents? Answer. 
He was in meetings all day long, so it was after meetings. I don't know specific documents. I know maybe three or four times between two and four times he had Mr. Perry in his office right before. Remember, that's Scott Perry, the congressman from Pennsylvania, the MAGA extremist who introduced Jeff Clark from the Department of Justice, the low-level MAGA extremist DOJ plant who Donald Trump tried to appoint as the attorney general so the Department of Justice could send a letter to states to throw out the results of their elections unlawfully. That's who's being referred to here by Mr. Perry. Cheney, do you know what Mr. Perry was talking to him about? Hutchinson, election issues. Cheney, anything more specific than that? And then Hutchinson goes on to say, the vice president's role on January 6th. I'm trying to think the first time Mr. Perry was at the White House with all of this. Mid-December, I believe, Mr. Perry started coming to meet with Mr. Meadows about what he believed could happen on January 6th. And they were preparing various PowerPoints and he would bring physical material. I remember one time he his door was propped open. He put a few things in the fireplace and there were a few people in the office with him. Mr. Perry was in the office with him, but I don't remember who else was. Mr. Perry brought a few other people with him, but I don't know what the documents were or if they were original copies. I mean, or the only copy of something because there's a process at the White House to destroy and burn things, really. So Scott Perry, who was intimate involved in the insurrection, Scott Perry, whose phone has been uh, seized by the Department of Justice based on a lawful search warrant, and the text messages are now being obtained before Judge Beryl Howell and the grand jury, who was involved in introducing Jeff Clark as a major prong of the coup that Donald Trump would bring PowerPoints, would bring documents in, and then they would be burned in a fireplace. Seriously, that's what was going on. Then the deposition turns to Mr. Nunes bringing in classified records. So uh, then Cassidy Hutchinson said, so they would have come in. So Mr. Nunes, and this part's redacted, came in and then on the 29th and discussed it with him. And then Mr. Nunes did not come back. On December 31st or December 30th, we got all the documents. I don't recall who delivered them. I believe somebody from the Situation Room, though, there was a bunch of them. They came up on a dolly in a few boxes and I had to sign for them. I wonder if that log was burned as well. She didn't say that. That's me saying that. And then he called White House counsel down. They were loosely looking through things and then they were bringing some more of the HPSCI staffers back December 31st to look at him. That's the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence and these Republican staffers were bringing in these classified records. And then Cheney asks, and without asking you to talk about the classified information, which it sounds like we may have to do, why were, why was the HPSCI coming to Mr. Meadows' office to review documents? And Hutchinson responds, I'm not sure. It's just what he had asked for. Cheney then goes on to say, and so how was the request made for the documents? Hutchinson says, the first I remember hearing about it was when he said to me, can you reach out? He said, Devin, can you reach out to Mr. Nunes? He has some documents that he wants to review. He'll talk to you about how to get them here. 
Cheney goes on to say, okay, so these were documents that came to the White House from the Hill. I'm not asking about the procedure. Then she goes, yes, HPSCI, that's again, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, had seen these documents at some point and had these documents at some point and were aware of the contents of these documents. I'm not sure if it's something that the Republican HPSCI staffers had deeply looked into or if it was more the intention to bring them to the White House to look into them, Cheney. And why would they need to bring them to the White House to look into them? Hutchinson, I don't know. Cheney, because HPSCI obviously has a skiff and all sorts of, I mean, it's it's really unusual. And that's a sensitive compartmented information facility where you would normally review these documents in the skiff himself because they're so highly classified. Then it goes on to say how Mark Meadows was giving some of these documents to people in the private sector. Cheney goes on to say, so what happened to the documents at the end of this? Hutchinson, in the final days, this is after January 6th, January 18th, I remember, I'm thinking specifically about two of the main things that we are looking at. Mr. Meadows requested for the National Security Council staff to create, I don't know, how many duplicates of these documents for review. So they had 10 to 15 NSC staff making copies and it was and they were both fairly large items and they had gotten it to us on the 19th a good portion of january 19th was spent kind of raking through it one last time i don't know where all of the items went and some had been taken personally not personal like personally by individuals involved if have you further questions i'd be happy to cheney taken by whom Hutchinson, Mr. Meadows took a few copies of each of the things I am thinking about. Cheney, can you explain that a little bit more? Hutchinson, and he took a couple of them home. He took a couple with the intention to give them to a few people on the out in the private sector to review. I don't know if they ever made it there. I didn't ask him uh, if he had ever delivered them. And then she goes on to say, and I know that he had versions of both that he wanted to give to individuals in the private sector. And he gave me a copy to give a member of Congress, but then I told him no, and I gave back the copy. So he then had that on one in his possession. I think there was probably one more I'm aware of, four copies of each version. So eight copies total. And which members of Congress was he selling to give this to? Leader McCarthy. And this was on January 19th. And Hutchinson says, I remember calling Kevin McCarthy saying that I had this item for him from Mark, from Mr. Meadows at the time. I said, Mark. And then he said to me, oh, I don't want that. Why does he want me to have that? I said, I don't know. I don't think you should have it either. I'm just going to give it to him if you're okay with that. I just want to make sure we are on the same page in case he says something to you asking if you got it. I wanted to make sure my boss, if he were checking with me, that you didn't actually want it. How shady is that? And I guess shady would probably be the biggest understatement of this video. Surely, Special Counsel Jack Smith will be reviewing this. This is why it is so utterly traitorous 
that people like Mark Meadows tried to avoid testifying before the January 6th committee. People like Kevin McCarthy avoided testifying before the January 6th committee. Our democracy is on the line. These individuals have knowledge of a clear and present attempt to destroy our democracy, to destroy our constitution, to try to anoint and appoint a dictator. That is what is taking place. They knew what was going on and they refused to testify before the January 6th committee and were obviously complicit in the plans, which is why. But you know who is going to pay a lot of attention to this? As I mentioned, Special Counsel Jack Smith. Special Counsel Jack Smith surely is going to be questioning Mark Meadows. Mark Meadows' involvement is going to become squarely in his purview. And one of the things I would be looking for in 2023 is if Mark Meadows is going to flip, if Mark Meadows is going to cooperate with the Department of Justice because he seems to be completely in the middle of this criminality. Mark Meadows seems to be completely criminally exposed here for his conduct. And while Mark Meadows has turned over approximately 2,000 plus text messages to the January 6th committee before he stopped cooperating, there are undoubtedly thousands Thousands of other messages that exist and emails that exist and messages on private servers like Signal and, and other messaging servers like that, that the Department of Justice is going to be able to get their hands on. So one of the stories you should be looking for in 2023 is the Department of Justice getting their hands on Mark Meadows' complete set of messages. Frankly, I would be surprised if they don't have it already with Mark Meadows giving it over confidentially for the Department of Justice to look through, for Special Counsel Jack Smith to look through. But I don't know if you experienced this, but as I read those deposition transcripts, I got chills down my spine. How horrific, how horrific is this conduct? It is utterly despicable. And it also makes us need, you know, allows us to focus on the other criminal investigation taking place into Donald Trump and frankly, Mark Meadows' complicity in the theft of thousands of government records, our top secret records. They're giving this to people in the private sector. They're making copies for people in the private sector. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Utterly despicable. Think about how Donald Trump, how Mark Meadows, how these crooks were using our most highly guarded documents. And I say, if you were okay with them stealing our governments and placing our military in peril, placing our sources abroad in peril, placing the lives of American soldiers and Americans here and abroad in peril by the theft of these government records, well, then you are anti-American. You hate our constitution and you hate our country. This is the most disgusting, despicable, vile, traitorous 
president in Donald Trump in the history of our nation. A disgrace to that title, a disgrace to our country, and we're going to call it out and expose it each and every day here at the Midas Touch Network. I'm Ben Micellis. Hit the subscribe button. We're on our way to 1 million subscribers. Subscribe and share these videos. We're on our way to 1 million subscribers. It's free to subscribe and by you subscribing, it helps grow this independent media platform. It also helps grow this independent media platform if you check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. We have lots of exclusive content. You can only get there at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, but most importantly, help grow this independent media platform. We are not funded by any outside investors at all. We rely 100% on you on crowdfunding. We're 100% independent. So wherever you are in the world, if you want to support this 100% independent media network, go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Until next time, I'm Ben Micellis. Don't forget to subscribe.